This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. At Tongue Millwall is the number one Millwall podcast. Accept no substitute. Well, hello, dear listeners. We, we, we did a little unusual show uh, the other week, um, which was me walking through the streets of New Cross, and it was actually quite popular. So we're going to give it another try today, albeit in the company of Andrew from the Twitter feed Wall Art. Welcome to the show, Andrew. Hello. How do you do? And we find ourselves standing outside number six, Budley House, the charmingly named Budley House, which I believe is Devonian. Very charming, yeah. All of of the uh, blocks on this estate are named after in places places in Devon. So we've got Limston Garden, Sidmouth House, and here Budley House. And I've actually been to all three of them. We we bizarrely went there with our holidays when I was a kid when we lived there. But it was (laughs) purely by chance. I, I don't expect that everyone that ever lived on an estate named after a idyllic place went to that place you know it's just by chance that we happen to go there so we're at the this is the friary estate is this called no this is the live oh god linley estate is this one yeah it's off of friary road that's right so named after uh the the site of the old friary there's a roman catholic church there now there used to be nuns that uh, used to be monks there, I seem to recall seeing monks, but I wasn't of that. Well, I did a little bit of research because I'm, right. you know, you live and learn these things. And Friary Road, I've just always called a Friary Road, but it turns yeah. out there was indeed a friary, yeah. a monastery. Can you believe it? Um, apparently, um, the last friend, there's an article on, on uh, the Independent, the last Franciscan monks in Peckham called it a day in 1999 they gave gave up their monastic life they survived the reformation the article goes the reformation of the 15th century they stood firm in the face of anti-papist riots okay uh for nearly but nearly 700 years after their foundation britain's franciscan myers the franciscan friars faced extinction and the 150 year old community of our lady of sorrows in peckham which is lady of sorrows that's Quite an act. <laughs> Which is the, um, the, the kind of, uh, well, the, the, obviously the church-looking building, quite a large building, once was a monastery, um, next door to the, the, the um, Budley House, which is a kind of, um, I would call that a 1960s-built estate, a council estate. A dog's looking at us out yeah. the window. I yeah. think he's wondering why two blokes are standing around Slightly forlorn. doing this bizarre thing of, of talking so, outside his house. How long did you live here for, Andrew? So this Budley. was maybe... Probably wasn't ten years, so we lived for uh, just at the end of, or just up there from. So you're Peckham boy. Peckham boy, but just um, up there's commercial, commercial way. Yeah. Further down, commercial way, some of the road, like in the heart of sort of North Peckham. That's where we lived. I lived originally, and then we got this place, and my mum turned down 
a load of other options that the cancer mums used to do. That the cancer were, were throwing at us. Yeah, yeah. Because um, yeah. this one was seen as uh, that bit nicer than some of the others, and she had a point. It looks a bit weather-worn now. I mean, yeah, it, yeah. It's a shame because I, I can see how it would have looked quite nice. Well, I'm not convinced because even when I was here, and it probably did look a bit nice. Um, <laughs> You're not convinced it was ever nice. <laughs> it's just the idea of masonettes. I'm not convinced in, in terms of if you're on the lower floor, all right, you had the garden, but you're also above your bedrooms. You had someone's living room, and um, yeah. So when you had West Indian families with their sort of Saturday night parties, boy, it, the, you were there. The boom, you know. the boom base could there. go. I, I get yeah. it. Um, and then looking at, I mean, if like, obviously, I'm here because of my Twitter site, and it's, yeah, yeah. it's been about posting pictures and photos. Yeah. I've actually got a picture of me outside here. So um, it is. This is a very young... Um, so where you've now got some front gardens. Rather more hirsutes. Yeah, yeah, Andrew, yeah. if I might, might yeah, make Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. No, I had a good day of here. <laughs> um, but, where, but where you had, like, uh, where you've now got some front gardens, uh, there used to be a nice concrete strip up. So riding, space, your, yeah. riding your bike up and down, playing football, playing cricket... You know, council estate living was actually all right. You know, despite the odd neighbour. So these would have been these, these, these are like front garden fenced off areas as we're they looking at now. Budley House. Yeah. These but, would have been open. open. Yeah, and that, the point of living on an estate was that all right. You know, it wasn't as nice as maybe the Georgian houses we're looking opposite, but. You had that sort of communal area where you these know, are charming Georgian houses worth a fortune. Where we're dissing it, absolutely here. beautiful, aren't they? Looking back at Budley House, which yeah. probably doesn't have. At least, at least we had the best better view. <laughs> you know, they got to look <laughs> you up. You can see the charming yeah. Georgian houses opposite, um, and they are quite beautiful. Obviously, in their um, Georgian style, with the the arched windows and the uh, uh, rectangular windows above, which have a form all their own. Yeah, open open gardens. That that was actually a big. Um, debate in, in council housing um, they, they had what you call defensible space so right. these gardens were created to stop people from just walking up in yeah. front of your window, probably yeah. tapping yeah. putting crap through your yeah. letterbox and this, the idea was if, if nobody owned the ground like this I guess once upon a time um, if nobody, it was nobody's space, it was everybody's and you get all sorts of crap, yeah. I dare say that's what happened here. I, you know, as a kid it was fine, sometimes you got the odd uh, person come out and say play up your end and it, you know and you yeah. did and like if you, you brought it a window sorry mister or sorry missus you know it's that sort of thing but generally you know you, your mum and dad could let you play out here quite comfortably knowing that the door was open and you can come and go as you pleased how long ago we talked about here so this was this was sort of early 80s late 70s so not that long ago yeah not that but long it was ago. you know it, yeah Fencing looks a little bit rickety for the listeners. There's one place down the end of this this, this line of flats that's got really nice privet hedges, as I would know them. All probably all gone on the estate where I came from for parking spaces, but privet hedges and there's there's a few nice looking gardens here. Actually, yeah. some look like they're falling apart, and others yeah. are uh, car park. Yeah, yeah, that's quite <laughs> impressive. The man, the man got a car always, car in always the most important thing to get park in your car. So this would be where you and your family would have set off for Millwall. Yeah, so the first time I ever, first time I ever went to Millwall, yeah, would have been setting off from here. And first was, game, Andrew, when was your first? Mate? First game, seventy nine. Yeah, under um, Luton, we lost two nil, and I think everyone has to first meal match should be a defeat you know it's like <laughs> what else is there yeah, yeah. get used to it get used okay. to it if you can handle that you can handle anything so um but as a kid growing up like going to local primary school yeah you know you just uh, you get to the age of about six or seven and you just get into football so you, you said to me this wasn't a meal hotbed area no I, I just think if you think of our attendances at the time and you think actually long. and then if you think of the density then and the density still now there's yeah. a hell of a lot of people live around here there's lots of other estates um but going to football 
you know, there probably wasn't much, certainly in our case, in our family, there wasn't much money around. So going to football wasn't what everybody did, no. you know. Um, and therefore, no. No. whereas my dad, as a, as a youngster before he had responsibilities, used to go to a lot of football, that's how he used any of his spare cash. You know, when family came along, he, yeah. st- he stopped going. So you come from a family of Millwall fans? My dad, my dad is a Millwall fan and it's him that we have to blame, but, or him that, <laughs> him that, him that we have to praise, because his dad was a Crystal Palace fan. Okay. And my granddad's best friend was a Millwall supporter. Right. And so one week they did Palace, one week they did Millwall. And that I, was an old thing. I, yeah. yeah, I, yeah I used to do Charlton one week where I lived. Yeah, so depending on which kid. side of... Because you, you couldn't yeah. go to away travel, yeah. it's just beyond your, your means. Yeah, so uh, my dad did both, and then when it sort of come to choosing, he was like, much prefer it at Mill Wall. Well, and, you know, it wasn't... Nearer, if nothing else. Yeah, and, well, yeah, but, uh, I mean, even for him then, it probably wasn't as close, but he just he just loved it. And um, and then you sort of hope that whoever experiences it yeah, gets, gets that. Gets it in the same And way. I think, you know, it sort of actually he had it, and then actually, for me, I sort of got it, because, you know, growing up as a kid, you were sort of more interested in what was on the telly, which wasn't a lot then, no. but it seems like your no. Liverpools and your Man United. So you yeah. go to school and it was like... You know, you had kids, the, the team they supported because everyone won the cup final that year. You know, yeah, or the league champion, Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. You know. so it was all that sort of stuff going on. And so it was only um, by being able to go a bit more and realising, actually, this is really close. Yeah. And you're thinking, well, and they like it, and it's good. And, and it's, it's got a compulsiveness, which yeah. I think comes to you in yeah. time. Yeah, and it's those things that, you know, I can still remember some of the chants like when I first went. Yeah. You, know, I, you know, I've got those memories. And as the other sort of memory I've got is of playing our ear but hearing the crowd so from, from here stadium. from here you could hear because we're going to walk down to the old Ilderton Road end from here shortly um, and it's not far I looked at, it's not actually not that no, far at all it's no, but across then, the old Kent Road but know. then you've got all the roads and everything else and you think yeah. but actually the, you know, the no- noise did travel it's an interesting journey yeah. two bits along it yeah um, but, the, uh, but the noise like I mean, you hear the noise, and you say, oh, there's been a goal, and you, you run in and say, Dad, there's been a goal. But you wouldn't know the score, because you didn't have, like, the radio only used to sort of come on at half-time sort times, of thing. Yeah, it? and it was only if, it, only if there was a goal scored, like, in the final minutes of the match, when the Vili printer had started on grandstand, yeah, yeah, yeah. that you could come in and say, Dad, there's been a goal, and they'd be sitting at the Vili printer watching, yeah, we scored, you know, and so you don't even know who scored, you can just hear a roar. The other thing, I mean... <clears throat> We've got an overload of information now. There's a dearth of information back then because if you missed the video printer or if you happen to miss the, the radio readout of the scores or uh, you didn't get the local evening standard for whatever reason, yeah. you had no idea what the score would be till Sunday yeah, when yeah, you yeah. got the Sunday papers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And God help you if you went abroad, you yeah. had to wait for the next day's papers no. to arrive in some far flung foreign spot. And I, you know, I remember getting up, you know, waking up for mornings in this house and coming down in the morning and my dad would have had the newspaper from the day before and he'd written down. All of the scores. So he'd have been up late <laughs> writing the scores down as they were coming from on BBC News, and I'd get up in the morning. How did you know? How did someone say get on? And it's like happy times. Yeah, yeah. Near a Budley house. Yeah, not too bad. As I said, there weren't many Mill supporters here. There was one that lived up there somewhere. It's like a family, like there. a corridor upstairs. It's a, it's like the Masonettes, I would call them. One, one, one on top of the other. Yeah, but, look, but other than that, I think there's only maybe a couple of sort of Mill supporting families. And then in primary school, there's one kid that had a season ticket, I think. Right. And I was sort of half Millwall supporter, yeah. um, and the rest were just a mix of following other All teams. Sorts. But no one ever went to football, other no. than the one kid that had a Millwall season ticket. He was the only one that went, and then I went occasionally. That's interesting, because I kind of berate modern kids for not actually having the experience of going to football, going regularly like we do. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting that even then it wasn't quite such a common thing as you think it was. No, you and it's, it's not now, because as I said, I've 
like moved slowly, started moving out of uh, inner London to outer London. Yeah. And but my journey went Camberwell on a rope park, and now I'm in Hayes, just south of Bromley. Bromley, yeah. And even where I went, to, uh, the son went to school in on a rope park. There was no mill supporters in his class, and that was, you know, we're still in the borough of Lewisham, yeah. pretty close, but just none. You know, maybe sort of, sort of going a bit sort of middle class, you had yeah, that yeah, kind of thing yeah. going on, but but no mill supporters at all. It's only when you get out to sort of Bromley, yeah, um, and that sort of way. And now he's he's got a couple of mates in his class who are mill supporters, right. a couple that are actually season ticket holders. Yeah, yeah. You haven't got any season ticket holders from any other clubs. No. It's only Millwall. No. Um, but it's sort of interesting that actually what I experienced yeah. ain't that much different from him. No. And there's sort of it's a bit weird that actually the only kids that go football regularly are Millwall ones, but there aren't that many. Must be in their DNA, in their blood. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just um, it's just. You know, the idea of, like, growing crowds and stuff. I think it's also it's a sense of community. I mean, you know, clearly there's a family linkage for yourself yeah. and, and, you know, that, that passes itself on because, yeah. um, you know, the, these are the ties that bind us, aren't they? They yeah. are, they are. But then you sort of want, you sort of wonder where, where does it go because, you know... There well, this, this area looks totally clubs. remote from Millwall Football Club, to be honest now. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't have thought we had many no. regular fans around here. I could be mm. wrong. No, because on one side of the wrong. road, they're probably too poor. On the other side of the road... They're too rich, yeah. you know. You haven't got your traditional yeah. support living there anymore. Achtung, Mailball. Shall we head towards the commercial way? Yes, we can. We're walking along Friary Road now, dear listeners. The bigger Friary, I, I genuinely never knew there was a Friary here. No, no, it's, it's very grand. Closed now. Yeah due to the influence of drugs in the air, according to the Independent, <laughs> an area afflicted with drunk... I think I can still smell them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The affliction's never gone away. We're going to cross the um, very poetically named Birding Bush Road. Yeah. Um, I couldn't find much about why it's called Birding Bush. I think, I think, I'm not sure, but there used to be a pub at the end called the Birding Bush. Hence um, the name of the road. Yeah, it could... I don't know which come first. <laughs> um, but this was the walk. This would have been your regular walk down Birdenbush. Yeah, when we first, when we first started going, yeah. Further down Ferrari Road, um, you've got the estate that Rio Ferdinand was brought yeah, up Yeah, you on. mentioned there's a plaque on the wall, apparently, there is, to there Rio is, Ferdinand. Yeah, yeah, they ain't got a plaque for me, but yeah, they've got a plaque for him. <laughs> there might be a wall art one at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, one day. Um, so Birdenbush Road. Birdenbush. Birdenbush yeah. Road, I'm being yes. corrected. Is a series of big old-school... Council estates, I suppose. Yeah, that looks like um, 30s one to me. 1930s one, the one on the right, a red brick, more 70s, I would have yeah, thought. Probably. A big old block of um, concrete tower just behind it from, yeah, the, from the 60s, I dare from say. From a nostalgic point of view, the fact that they're both still standing is sort of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially the, the 70s one on the right, it's never looked that pretty, but you know, it's still familiar. And I haven't walked down this road for a long, for a long, long time. Camelot Primary School, wonderful Arthurian connotations <laughs> yeah, yeah. of Camelot in the middle of Birding Bush Road. Yeah, but there, there's, there's a hell of a lot of history in Peckham. Well, there is, there is. I mean, even the names here, I mean, Green Hundred Road. I mean, I, I think that's, each road seems to have, like, you could research, and what, what does that mean? Why, why is it? Um... Now, we're crossing over Naylor Road. Now, I don't know who Naylor was, but the chip shop... Corner fish bar looks still, shut, it's mate. It's still there. Well, the building is still there. It still says it's a fish and chip shop. It's a potential business. It looks yeah. pretty shut. But it was that was our uh, that was our supper of that choice on a Friday. Was a, that was a decent chip shop. Yeah, it was Friday. You'd go down there, queue up for the chips. Uh, even if you couldn't afford the fish that week, you'd still be getting the chips from there. 
and the Camelot Primary School. Big old um, venue, actually. It's, uh, yeah, so that wasn't... Um, and that's, that's, that's your old um, 1898 London school board. That's it. So it looks similar to my school. This is Peckham Park, which is further up Ferrari Road. With a fence on top to stop you throwing yourself off from the top. Yeah, yeah, I wonder what... They're anti-suicide. It's not really. It's, a, it's got a flat roof, so I suppose you've got to stop kids from falling over. Well, yeah, I'm guessing that, you know, they've probably sold off some of the playground and now the playground's on the roof instead. That's more the, uh, the likely story. It's a beautiful sunny afternoon. We're walking through Peckham. There used to be um, a cinema advert for Gordon's Gin where they would be on some Caribbean island and they'd be seeing uh, the dog and duck Saturday night and... Peckham on a Peckham on a Saturday afternoon, rainy afternoon. Yeah. This is a beautiful sunny afternoon in Peckham at the moment. Is that how I remember it? <laughs> That's insane. I mean, all joking aside, there's some really nice buildings around there here. There are. Actually. It's amazing. And that, which is why, which is, is this why, commercial way? Yeah? This is commercial way we're coming up to. But this is why the, um, the gentrification works really well here because. You know, terrace, look at this. Yeah, doesn't, you don't need much gentrifying because it's already pretty, pretty. You've got some really great looking properties. So again, I would say that's a Georgian terrace, Williams Terrace. It's got the kind of font that you see in places like Brighton on the buildings down yeah. there. It's got that kind yeah. of look about it. And some people have started doing them up and made them even prettier. And yeah. Just over the road is where the Bross boys used to live. Oh, okay. um, Matt, Matt, Matt and Luke Goss. Yeah. So it's one of them along there because the Brossets used to stand on this side of the road and the family were that side of the road. My dad used to be a postman, so he used to have to deliver there and they wouldn't answer the door to him when he was delivering mail and he'd have to shout for it. It's a postman, it's not a boss. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it's like you had the Ferdinands, you had the Goss twins, it's like, you know, this quite, is just, quite this, a cultural this, hop. There's talent round here. Yeah, don't know what happened to me though. Commercial way, we're gonna turn left I yeah. guess. And that was where the Burden Bush pub was, so Oh this is the yeah. Burden Bush pub, which is now the classic block of flats let by Kinley, Folkard and Hayward, if you're interested, dear listeners. Yeah, yeah there, you can see the, the pub um, frontage there. Now blocks of flats. There we are. Typical story. You don't know what you've got till you've gone, as Joni Mitchell, I think, said. Now, these are wonderful pebble-dash-dash felt blocks of flats. So this, this is like as bleak as bleak can be. Yeah, you know, yeah. There's, on the corner. There's some... Peter Church House. Yeah, there's one a little bit behind us that looks similar. And there was, I do remember, in the 70s, I think some kid fell to his death down the lift shaft. So, yeah, yeah not, not the greatest uh, story when it comes to Summit Council. Nice mural of uh, kind of like an artistic depiction of uh, an owl, a the fox. Kingfisher. Kingfisher. I'm not sure you've seen Kingfisher. many fishes around here, but... Plenty of foxes. Once upon a time, on Green Hundred Road, you get a kind of a, a sense of um, the countryside as well. It's Elizabeth Place over there, 1844. Those little houses. Yeah. Kind of, um, again, country cottages. If you, put, if you could put them in a rural setting, they'd yeah. be yeah. idyllic, but they're, they're in Peckham, so... Achtung, Mailball. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. 
Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. And we're walking up now towards the old gas works here, Andrew. Yeah, up to the old Kent Road. Famous old, the old Kent, Kent Road. Road. The dividing Cheapest line. 60 pounds on a well, no, monopoly. Yeah, I mean that that to me was like a bit of glamour, you know, it's like the fact we're on the old, we're on the old Monopoly board, it's like, yeah, no one else has got them. Was this the... This is the Drovers. Drovers? Yes, which obviously when the age I was going to football, um, wouldn't have been a place I would have frequented, but... Um, New actually, Saigon now. Yeah, even when I was going to football, I got a feeling it was more of a nightclub-y sort of pub rather than a pub pub. In the 70s, the, I mean, the Drovers, the, the Barnaby, I, I dare say, yeah. cross, uh, and go along past that, and others along the Old Kent Road were known as um, where I was. I was probably a few years older than you, but not much. Um, disco pub, so you, yeah. the places you went for a night, night out, out. That's it. possibly get on the pool. Yeah, um, I think there might have even been strippers there at one point. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, there, there was everything down the Old Kent Road, wasn't there? All um, human life, yeah, and these would have been on, on the big game situations. I mean, I'm thinking of the the likes of the visit of Spurs in the late 70s and then yeah. through the 80s, the first division days, these would have been actually absolutely packed. Except I can't remember this one ever being used on a match day, not like off the top of my head, but that right. might just be my memory. I mean, the, the nice thing about the pub is you've still got the mural at the top. Um, so it does. The Kentish Rovers, so it's sort of like there's still a little bit of history hanging on. With Peckham as it was, which was like a windmill and there's ducks and sheep and maids. maids. Yeah, yeah, no council estates, I don't know what, you know. <laughs> <laughs> now, the Drovers is now Miss Saigon, restaurant and bar. Yeah. Something else that you get here, and I can smell it already. Obviously at Millwall we've got the tip behind the uh, Coldblow Lane stand. Yeah. So that's Lewisham Council's tip. From here, you can see Southwark Council's tip as well, so it's like Millwall's right in the middle of... Oh, <laughs> we're big on rubbish tips. Yeah. So, junction of commercial way and the Old Kent Road, which way are you going to take me now, Cross over towards the pub. Fabulous. The Old Kent Road, of course, famously the uh, Chaucer's Canterbury Tales came along and probably would have stopped at whatever the <laughs> Kentish Drovers was then called. Yeah, I mean, it's nice that the building's still there at least, and it is still being used for... Uh, if not drink, then certainly food. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a curious combination of New Saigon, downtown, um, you know, um, Vietnam, and, and Thomas Caffrey's Irish Ale signs on the yeah. side of it. It's, yeah. it's an interesting mashup. Yeah. It's a story of what used to be, really, in terms of pubs. I mean, there's obviously a couple that are still Some standing. still exist, not many left no, now. No, but, I, you know, again, I was a little bit too young to properly experience. I went to a few of the, like the Jim Palace and the Dunkow and stuff as I got a little bit older. But my main memory was when I um, sort of started going out uptown and getting a night bus home one night. And then you sort of go down the Old Kent Road on a night bus and the Old Kent Road was just heaving. Everybody was yeah. just out. And it was like, you know, when you see the... It was uh, a place you'd come and visit. We used to yeah. cab it up here. Right. And for, the, for the event, you know. Yeah, yeah. The Old Kent Road. And it, but it was like, you know, you see those... Um, 
those programs where they're showing sort of Ibiza and stuff and the kids yeah. and all that. And it, you know, but it, but it, it was nicer than that though. It just seemed like the atmosphere whenever I went down there. Anyway, it was just, it was just joy. It was the place of joy. Yeah, I mean, all the pubs would be pounding out late seventies um, jazz, funk, soul, disco pubs as we called them, and we would from Mottingham. Um, catch a mini game, go to the to go and get a cab up here yeah. for the night out, and then you know it was still doable to get home from there. Yeah, it's, um, but you know that's gone, and you know you know you can lament it all you want. It ain't coming back. It ain't but, coming back. Um, the area has changed for whether you want to call it for better or for worse. I'll lead up to you, dear listener. We're walking past Toys R Us, which is also gone. Yeah, I know. So I think it used to be a cinema here. Yeah? Um, obviously that went. And then you big know, car park. It's, not, it's a bleak, bleak yeah. feeling. Yeah. Well, that's it. You had that kind of retail thing takes over, but even as you're saying, Toys R Us. They've, Toys they've R Us. Fab sofas shut on the other side of the road. Not so fab anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you know, nothing ever stays the same. But you're thinking, well, that if, as long as they can get changes used, there's a load of flats there to be uh, built um, at some point. Um, Presumably, the dread hand of the internet's done for Toys R Us and the like. Yeah, and you know, it's both. Toys R Us. Well, I think you know, trying to, uh, like, you know, anything to do with modern ways and technology and everything, you know, obviously has an impact on things. Um, so we're walking along the old Kent Road past the dead retail units and parks. There's the um, the Empire Lounge, fully licensed. Yeah, I can't the bar and restaurant. Never been in there, Andy? I can't say I've ever been into any of the bars or restaurants. <laughs> Looks like it'd be an experience. I'm not sure whether a good one or a bad one. So opposite is that the Tustin Estate opposite? That's the Tustin Estate, yeah. So with the is, uh, iconic three tower blocks. Another kind of, uh, I'd say, 70s, 60s, probably built council yeah. estate just on the other side. Scaffolding all over the tower. So I suggest that they're going to be doing something to it, but let's just hope it's not combustible cladding. A lot of money in removing combustible cladding now. There's yeah, lots of money yeah, to be made out of yeah, it, which is disaster. Yeah. Um, where my dad and still my brother is a Peckham in, uh, is a postman in Peckham. Yeah. He used to deliver to that estate, so not much fun when the uh, lifts are out. No, high block, probably about well over over ten floors, probably about 12, 15, I'd say. Achtung, Mehlball. We're going to cross over near the beautifully named Sylvan Grove, which puts idyllic images of pools and rock garden. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nymphs. Well, that was the thing you, you were mentioning in your last show about um, naming conventions, and you yeah. talked about the area of the old den not having any reference to... No, I think that's scandalous, personally. But I remember at the time um, when we were moving from... Uh, or moving to the old, uh, to the new den. There was a couple of meetings on a couple of states around here, yeah. and uh, Reg Burr was there, Jeff Burnage, and then like a real small number of mill supporters there. But someone did ask the question, "Oh, are you gonna, are you gonna name the streets on the new estate?" And they were sort of like, "Yeah, yeah, we'll do it." But you felt, "Yeah, no, you." It you no one was but, really. No one was really that bothered. But then I, I, actually, I think it weren't that straightforward. I think. Um, Councils, I think they have like a, they already have like a set list of allowed names. They keep names. like a book of names, yeah. names. And I think if you go outside of that list, it takes longer. Yeah. And it could take like, a, you know, bureaucratic 
processes. You know. Does anyone know who John Williams was? Because that's what runs down the middle of what was our, our beloved ground. Let's, let's hope someone does, but I don't think there's anything to do with Millwall. I think the amount of effort it would have taken to get some roads named after any of our players would have just been. So we're walking past the Tustin Estate, which has got like a, an attractive, or it once might have been attractive, arched retail series of shops. There's a Nissan local chicken shop. Uh, they haven't got enough chicken shops in London these days. Uh, even the bookmakers has gone. <laughs> you know the area's skint when the bookmakers folded. That, that bookmakers is lovely, because when I'm like coming down here on the Grand National weekend, and I hadn't put my bet on, yeah. and I, I could still come in Ladbrokes, I think it was, that was here. And, and I love the way they used to make a real effort on Grand National Day, because <laughs> some, someone had gone, obviously gone to the next door, uh, Nissa local, yeah, yeah. got uh, like the cheapest um, uh, cola, uh, cola they could get, and a few... Which bis- will be cheap. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, and a few biscuits on a plate. And the thing was, though, I remember the day I'd come down here, I was gasping. It was like, you know what, I'm having some of that. It was all right. <laughs> That's what I call desperation, the Nisa uh, cola. Yeah. Given to you free by the local Ladbrokes. But, but Ladbrokes no more. So we're walking through the, uh, the past the Pilgrim's Way community school. Yeah, and like, I know certainly there was mill supporters of uh, online chatting about the fact that they used to go to that school. So... Um, it's just really weird because it's a school right in an estate as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, I suppose design. I mean, it's a, it's a building site at the moment, dear listeners. There's a NG, NG, I suppose that is French company. There's a lot of money being spent doing whatever they're doing with this estate. Scaffolding all over the main tower block here. And most of it's actually fenced off, so it's clearly um, money being thrown at it. And right in the middle of it is a... Is, um, the, the, the Pilgrim's Way School, which is multicoloured fence to make it look more attractive. Yeah. <laughs> but again, I mean, I remember coming over here sometimes, there, there was a football pitch somewhere over here. Yeah. You know, because if the, the pitches that we'd used to play on were full up, you'd sort of try and find another estate that had a bit of a spare ground where you could have a kick about. And actually, again, it was all right. You know, you might have had a, there might have been a concrete pitch that had a goal at each end, and it's like, you know, that'd do. So I'm always pitch. curious, I wonder how many Millwall fans still live close in the area. I mean, proportionally, whether it's more... There was this debate about moving the ground out to Dartford and that we're going to be tapping into our support to be out in the yeah. south-east. Yeah. Um, and I, but I still think it's a sizeable amount that, that live relatively close yeah. in the area, SE16, SE1 and so on. And I think part of the problem, though, if they, if they ever did consider that, is the fact that, say, like, I live sort of closer to Bromley and there's a load of Millwall that live that way. You've got a load that sort of live closer to Dartford. Getting from Bromley to Dartford ain't easy. Sometimes no, everything actually, comes in, doesn't it? If you all come in, it's all right. We're all, we're all, got, we're all got to put up with the journey. Uh, but actually, not just put up with the journey, you've sort of, you've still got that little but it's bit still, of left. You know, we're doing this for the reason um, to try and demonstrate that there's still a connection with most of our fans. There is um, an emotional co- uh, connection. There's, there's, a, there's a familial connection. And we're walking a route here that's familiar to you, yeah. and that each point means something of some yeah. sort, good, yeah, bad, yeah. or indifferent. Yeah. Um, and you lose that at your peril, because I think if you move to, you know, the kind of classic retail park we see all over the country, we've, we've given it away, haven't we? Yeah, you have. So it's, it's sort of still there. It's 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 weird. It's I, I remember doing a speech at my um, at my wedding. Yeah. And I mentioned about like the ghosts of Peckham. It's like people have this misconception about Peckham, and it's all comes from Del Boy and all yeah. the all like the stabbings, or, or, ridden, yeah, and all that sort of stuff. It's like you know, got rid of the monks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Poor old monks. No one mentions them. Um, but it's like that. You, actually, you don't know it. You don't know what it actually meant to be from that sort of area or, or that sort of community. Um, 
you know, I wouldn't say it's special. It was at its problem. It means something to you, clearly. Man. Yeah, and, and, and the thing is, it, it, I think it, it's still there, but it's sort of like it's a ghost, if you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, no, I know precisely um, what you mean. Yeah, actually, it does live. It lives in us as supporters. It lives as even the supporters that don't go anymore. It still exists, and a lot of them are out in Kent or wherever they are, but it's hanging in there yeah. and it ain't gone yet and it no. might never go it might carry on and it might sort of come back in a different I think it's way. up to us I mean you know everyone listens to the show it's up to you to pass this sense on if you if you see it as important at least um, I, I do yeah. I think it's important it is I mean I bring my son now and you know where we sort of park which is a little over there and yeah. And he sort of does similar sort of walks that I used to do. And it's like, you know, he'll come out with certain comments. But then, you know what, it's eye-opening for him because where he lives is a little bit plusher, a little bit greener. It's edgy around here. I mean, we're standing on the Tustin Junction with um, Ilderson Road. There's a... Well, I think there is still a functioning builder's yard on the builder's merchant's opposite. But it is, you know, it's... It opens kids' eyes to, yeah. to life, yes, which definitely. I don't think is a bad thing. No, not at all. Um, and so, hasn't put my son come off. Hasn't put my son off going. Yeah. So you know, he, you know, he doesn't mind that. It's more the results and the cold that have put him off more than the uh, more than the surround. Well, with him there, of course, me off a lot. Let's walk through. So we're walking down now through the Tusty underneath some wonderful walkways. Um, students at council housing management will know all about walkways and the debate to get rid of them because they were used as muggers hangouts especially on estates like the ferrier in Kidbrook which I know well I might that must another podcast in its own right another time all gone now we we're coming through on the Wilderton Road the um, train going past train going past because there we touch on the railways that shaped our club twice over both at Coldblow Lane and, and at Zampa Road railways hemmed us in on all fronts and there we are going to cross over yeah so we- Possibly would have come through this way, or a little bit further up. There's a there is a gap in the middle of uh, the black block. Yeah, big big blocks of flats. But that, left I here. think I think that uh, that entrance has now got a key code to get through. Whereas before, yeah, everyone could just walk through. Yeah. Achtung, Milbal. I always find it interesting. I mean, these places look... Um, it's a bit like the, 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 the garage on Zampa Road, you know. They look like the nuclear bomb's gone off and there's nothing left. And they're functioning businesses still going there, you know. Totally. So I still do this bit of the walk from... Now we've crossed um, over Hilda Road. I still do this walk um, on Max Day. This is still familiar ground for you. Yeah, so, you know, like the, you know, we've got a car wash up ahead of us. That never used to be there. No. Um, but it's still, you know, gritty and there's industrial and there's... Um, well, long may that continue. I don't know what you thought of the, um, the gentr- gentrification of South Bermondsey, but I quite like the fact we, 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 we turn up fortnightly into the midst of a, a, a light industrial wasteland. Basically. Did you say South Bermondsey is gentrified? I haven't noticed. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the plan, the plan gentrification. Oh, right, I was going to say, cause I've been to Queen's Road and they've done some work there, but South Bermondsey still <laughs> looks uh, <laughs> as salubrious as ever. Tyres, Euro Tyres, Newham Part 1. That, that'll probably have to change its name after Brexit, Euro Tyres. So we're walking down towards the hand car wash. Yeah. Canterbury Estate, Hornshay Street. And that's it. Before we get to the car wash, this was the entrance to the old Den Car Park. It is, yeah. Um, Close up by the land sheriffs now. This is the old walk yeah. under the, um, the railway line so, here. So this, you know, so this entrance is as it was. The bit underneath the bridge, and the bridge itself has been done up, and that has changed. Yeah. Um, this have been West Dam turn back, WH No, this is further around. That was further down. So this was the entrance to the car park. So one of the pictures I post online is of the car park looking towards the away end. 
yeah. and so you went under this under this bridge here and then you sort of went up on a bit of a slope the cars went up yeah. and there was a car, car park that was sort of up to sort of you know, sort of was the New Cross Stadium here in your time, or had it been demolished? No, that, that had gone by the time I started going. But this was an entrance that supporters walked through, so you either walk through the car park to yep. get to the away turnstiles, or we walk further up along Ornsey Street, usually Ornsey Street, but this was an entrance. And actually, I think this blue paint is, is actually original, the remnants of original the den. den blue paint. Yeah, look and at that. There's a local over the other I side. I think you're side. right, I think you're right. That was that, The shade looks familiar yeah, from the old den. Yeah, it's faded slightly. It's, it's like uh, paint on the, on the external walls and uh, beyond the security gates where we're standing. Um, blue paint, I might get a picture of that actually. It's sort of, I think if uh, Tony Robinson and his time team were uh, doing anything around here to try and see the remnants of the old place, this is where they probably stayed. This blue paint is all like, like a Roman, um, like the, the, the Roman villa at Ainsford, only bits of it remain. I think if they, you know, examined it properly enough, they'd probably work out which uh, lorry it fell off the back of. Um, there's plenty of it. Over on the far side there is the small block of flats built on the site of the Barnaby, which was a regular Millwall pub, yeah. a big Millwall pub in its day. So as I got to the corner of... Um, Street. As I got to the corner of Haunted Street and Ildon Road, you would see the crowds outside the, uh, outside the Barnaby. And so then obviously you had a few coming that way, a few coming from the Old Kent Road and everyone funnelling down here, basically. And Shall just... we walk down Hornshay Street? Yeah, so I've, I've only ever got as far as the uh, social club. Will, the gloriously named Will Shunters. I haven't gone all the way like since we moved. This is the first. Let's do it. Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, act I actually, like, for a good couple of years, I was so almost heartbroken by leaving. Yeah. I couldn't bring myself to go anywhere near, um, anywhere near the old place. And like, even sort of walking along Ildon Road to the new ground. So I, I don't look. I don't want to. This is a weird thing to do. I mean, that walk I did in the previous show. You do feel like you're treading on, yeah. on ghosts yeah. almost. You know. I see, my wife laughs at me when I go, it sounds like you're over-romanticising it all. Um, but what else do we have other than these memories, you know? Yeah, I know, she does know you're one true love, doesn't she? <laughs> and we're walking past the Will Shunters Club, which is based loosely on uh, Hitler's, Hitler's wolf's lair in East Prussia. Um, you know, it looked downtrodden then, and, you know, you're thinking that was on its last legs. And we didn't ever look glamorous. When it's, 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 it's kind of an asphalt... Um, still going. Uh, asphalt building... Blue uh, doors here, please. Keep, I, I mean, it looks like a prison. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean I'm, not, I'm not knocking it. It's, no. it, it's part of the. It's a working men's club. Will Shunter's club's been here for years, and I'm surprised it still exists. Yeah. To be honest, how it and, makes a, a living, I don't know. And the fact that it is sort of, it looks quite prison-like is probably the fact that it, I'm guessing it might only be used on very rare occasions, plus match days. Yeah. Um, that, that, I mean, you might get there's, there's, there's a, an estate opposite. Um, Small, low-rise, yellow brick council estate. Um, but otherwise, no, it'd be match day. You wouldn't entice many away fans in there, would you? No, and a fair play, whoever runs this looks after it because they've kept it going. And, it, you know, it obviously doesn't survive on a lot of money. But, no. but it still exists. It's still used. And I know people have, you know, Mill supporters have long since left the area. They'll come back here and they'll have their... It's that community yeah, thing again. It looks pretty battered. Um, but there's, uh, as you say, there's probably not an awful lot of business to be had out of it. No. But. And the nice thing is they've got a, a couple of little football, concrete football pitches next to it. And the kids, you see them in their Mill shirts the playing there on match days. And, you know, actually... That's all a dad wants, is somewhere to meet his mates and have a drink and the kids to have a kick about. You know what? It serves its purpose. Yeah. And there you can see the, uh, the, where the railway line's been redone for the um, East London Line extension. Yeah. And so that, that used to be where the sort of car park was. It was up there. But they've now used that embankment to build onto a new bridge. 
So this bridge that yeah, we've been... this, is, this railway line here, which you can see it's, it's new. Yeah. The block, block work is, yeah. is, is much, much So newer. this bridge didn't exist. And... So, yeah, this would have been the car park. The, the old stadium would have been... The, the cross stadium would be just over as we're looking through another railway bridge. We'll go through there shortly. And then we'd be going through into the Alton Road end, wouldn't we? And that's it, that's it. The walk through to the, the legendary puddle and um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the plank that so, used to... Some of our best photos. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, what I used to do in the um, in the summer months, where I was like missing football, um, I'd, I'd, I'd always take a trip over just to have a look at the ground. And then one summer, I took the camera with me and I took some pictures. I'd got in the other end as well, so I could go inside and take a couple of pictures. And I'm pleased I did because, you know, it weren't long before the place went. Um, well, it's. It, it, I mean, this is it. I mean, history unfolds in front of your eyes, and you yeah. take it for granted at the time. So, if you hadn't have done that, you wouldn't have these, yeah. these shots. You know? And like some of the other pictures that I put online are ones that my dad took. So, uh, yeah. Anfield away, some of the matches that we played in the top division, he took his camera. He was standing in the family enclosure then, um, and you know, the, the, he, we were the sort. He was the sort of dad that always took pictures as a. You know, Where he went and, yeah, yeah, and so it was great that he uh, he did it at the time. You're thinking, why are you taking those pictures? And now I'm thinking, have you got any more? Can well, you... they're invaluable when life moves along. You know? well, yeah, and like this day and age, everyone's got a phone on their camera, so it's yeah. like it's normal to take pictures wherever you go. But in those days, it really wasn't. And you right. know, the, the actual film was expensive, and getting them processed was. Well, it was a performance. Very few pictures survive a whole chunks of my life for that yeah. reason. Yeah, so it was. Um, you know, I actually found a load more pictures of my dad the other day. So it's like, you know, it's pleased that I've got them and I'm able to share them as well because I think um, I think they do help you. Remember. So we've just walked under the relatively new railway bridge. This didn't exist back in the days. Uh, and now we're looking at the back end of, I imagine that's John Williams Close, the uh, the estate that was built on the site of Coldblow Lane from uh, from the Alderton Road end anyway. Um, it's hard to get your bearings because it is much, much changed now, but this would have been... If I had to guess... There's New Cross Stadium, so yeah. we would have been over here. Well, I reckon I reckon the old railway line used to come, a, come along here. So where we've got this sort of silk, yeah. grey, uh, stainless steel It's like an wall, embankment almost, isn't it, in front I reckon, of us? I reckon this was possibly where the bridge was uh, that we used to walk under. So this would have been the corner of, of, of the ground then. So the turnstiles would have been just, yeah. just there... And again, the John Williams' closest state is uh, it's a bit Brookside-ish for anyone that remembers that in the 80s. Red brick, 1980s built. No, neither great nor particularly bad, really. A bit falling apart. You can see bits and pieces falling off. All yeah, when I first um, looked to buy my own flat, um, state agent brought me here. And that was right. the first time I actually came back to, to, yeah. to the den. And that was like, oh, God, I wish I weren't coming in. But, you know, when I looked at... And obviously these houses they were bought by Fairview because that's all we had on our yeah, shirts. They were, yeah. And I've uh, got to say they didn't do a great job. But then I don't think a lot of modern I mean, properties did, mate. no. And it's like they weren't built that well. Um, just, if they last as long as what the den did, you know, it's because we've obviously seen a lot of estates that, that come and go. You sort of, you know, people do live there. These are people's homes. So you sort of hope they last. They should do. Will they last as long as those Georgian houses that we saw back don't, at the start of our little I don't think they'll in. last as long as they will ever be worth as much, no. Um, so there we are. We've, we've done the walk from Budley House, home originally of Andrew. This has been the walk that he did regularly to, to the den. And here we are standing at the, uh, the, the estate that was once would have been the entrance to the Alderton Road entrances.
That's fantastic, Andrew. Thank you for sharing that stuff with you, mate. Yeah, that's, that's right. really, really good. Nice. If you enjoyed this show, I don't know if you enjoyed it or not. People did seem to enjoy the previous one. If you enjoyed this one and you want to do something similar, give me a shout. We'll see what we can work out. We don't want to keep doing the same stuff over and over, of course, but um, it might be that you have a, an angle or something different that uh, you want to share. I'm more than happy to catch up with people to, to do something like this. So this has been wonderful stuff. This is Andrew of Wall Art. It's a great website you've uh, and, and Twitter feed you're doing there, by the way. Thank you. Okay. Almost as good as the, your efforts, which <laughs> must take even more time than mine. <laughs> I've got a lot of time on my hands. Great stuff. Thank you very much, Andrew. Oh, oh, That's home to me. I'm longing for a moment when I shall see the happy laughing razor slashed faces of the people I love. You've been listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are out of here. And how I miss the smackle of the gasworks and the people I love. So this is a postscript after we turned the recording off. We're now standing on um, uh, the site of the, uh, of the what was called Jews Hill. Let's, let's give it its name as, as it became known, and the, the, the old dog track. And um, we're looking across the site of the old den and the houses that were backed on. I think that's called Hunsdon Road. Were backed onto the seats. And Andrew's just expressing an interest very similar to Kevin Costner in the uh, the baseball movie uh, Build It and They Will Come. Uh, you, you want to rebuild the then here, Andrew. That's dream. it. When, when I'm a finish, IT billionaire, you want to build an exact replica. This time next year, uh, <laughs> as, a, as a famous tackle boy once said, if I was a billionaire, yeah, I would just buy these flats off of these people. Oh, and demolish the lot. Demolish the lot and rebuild it. Um, just, brick just by a, brick, an exact replica. You'd well, I'd, I'd, I'd make it more shabby, if anything. But, <laughs> um, but, but I would, you know, what, what I would give for just one more match. Um, as I said, I still occasionally have the odd dream that I'm there. And then, you know, it's, it'll never leave me. Um, and it's bloody annoying being here and it not being there. But hey-ho, memories. No, I'm going to stick this right on the end of the show. Thank you. Memories of that quaint old-fashioned town. There was a quaint old-fashioned schoolhouse till the school kids burned it down. I'm off to Bahamansee. 